welcome to another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, here with you as always. And in today's show, I'll be reacting to week number four of fantasy football and giving my week five waiver wire picks. Happy to be back here with you guys as always. If you're listening, thank you very much. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in to episode 97. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a review. Subscribe, follow wherever you listen. You can find this show on all major podcast platforms. And yeah, we'll get right into it. I've got news, a couple pieces of news to talk about today, then reactions as always, and then my top five waiver wire picks, guys that are owned in 40% or less of ESPN leagues. And I'll analyze all of that. So I guess let's get started. You can follow me on Twitter if you would like at Calvin underscore SGF. Follow the podcast Twitter account for updates at SGF pod. Um, and you can follow the YouTube show at SG Sports Talk, Second Angle Sports Talk on YouTube is where you can find that. Episode 100 coming up very, very soon. Next week, uh, next week's week six preview show. Um, so we have two more shows in between this one and episode 100. And so it'll be the week six preview. Chris should be on that one. It'll be fun. Got some fun stuff planned. Okay, let's get into the news. And as always, I'm recording this on Monday, and I'm actually recording a little later than usual to where the Monday night football game should have started. But right now we're having a rain delay in the Chargers' domed stadium. So I don't really know what's going on. It's been weird. This has been a weird week. Um, Let's get into the news, though. Uh, Adam Schefter reported that the Bears don't believe David Montgomery tore his ACL, but they are doing further testing today to determine the extent of the injury. So we still don't know. You should probably check on that because there was probably some news on David Montgomery when you're listening to this on like Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever you're hearing this. Um, but it is good. It looks like David Montgomery, despite how it may have initially looked on the field, has avoided a serious injury. Um, I think there's not really much you can do other than sit and wait and then pick up Damian Williams, which I'll talk about in the waiver wire segment. Yeah, that's about all for that. Um, other piece of news, Logan Thomas exits Sunday's game against the Falcons early with a hamstring injury. He is now week to week. Again, you kind of just have to take a wait and see approach. If he's out there, a solid start. He's got a connection with Heineke, although with Curtis Samuel back in the lineup, maybe a little bit tougher to rely on Logan Thomas consistently unless he has a good matchup where he can take advantage of some linebackers. So wait and see approach for Logan Thomas as well. Still unclear whether he's going to play next week or not. Um, he probably may. He, I mean, week to week. Probably gonna miss a week, maybe two. Um, just it, so the team is cautious, but we could see him out there in week five. Um, dang, it feels weird to say, but yeah, we're through four weeks of fantasy football and um, we're getting into it. It's a lot of fun. Bye weeks are coming up soon. Next week is the last week of a full slate until week 15, so it's gonna be very, very exciting. But the football season is in full swing. Let's get into reactions. All right, lots to talk about here. Uh, Tyler Lockett, let's talk about him first. Seattle Seahawks wide receiver struggled this week, finishing outside of the top 60 fantasy receivers for the second straight week. Uh, I talked about Tyler Lockett as a sell high on the week two, or I guess not the week two show, the show after week two that uh, previewed week three. And I talked about him as a sell high in the trade talk segment. I hope you did because, I mean, after that, he has had two bad weeks. He did leave in the fourth quarter of week three with an injury, but even before that, he just wasn't doing very much. And then in this game, um, he was able to get out there and just, again, didn't really do anything. Um, this is what's going to happen with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, especially Tyler Lockett. In a run-first uh, scheme like the Seahawks have, 
And it's, it's just not going to be consistent production, unfortunately, because that's just not how the offense is built. Pete Carroll is not going to consistently rely on one receiver because they don't need to. And this receiving room has gotten even more crowded with Gerald Everett, with Dwayne Eskridge, uh, with uh, all, all these guys, Jerron Brown getting involved, Freddie Swain. Russell Wilson will throw to anyone and anyone who can get open. So it's not always going to be Tyler Lockett. And when he doesn't have those great usable weeks, he had three top 24 weeks all of last season, despite finishing as the wide receiver nine. He's not going to feel like a wide receiver one, even if he finishes there in total points, which is why I ranked him so low um, in heading into this year. But you were definitely starting Tyler Lockett each of these past two weeks because of his start to the season. So he gave you two weeks that were borderline week winning, then he gave you two duds. And if I had to bet, I would say the duds happen more often than not as they did last year. So got to be careful. I hope you sold Tyler Lockett high because his value definitely peaked in week two. Um, Tyree Kill, Debo Samuel, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson. Those were the top five wide receivers on the week. They were all great. Tyree Kill, 186 yards and three touchdowns on 11 catches. That's just absolutely ridiculous. Haven't, I mean, I was about to say, I haven't even seen anything like it, but yes, we have. We saw this last year. Tyree Kill can do this. He is great. Um, I hope you bought low after I didn't really talk about this as many as much as I should have, but I mean, he had two bad weeks. Um, so, and then just came in and absolutely dominated Debo Samuel went eight for one fifty six and two DJ Moore eight for one thirteen and two Terry McLaurin six for one twenty three and two. We'll talk about Brandon Ayuk in a minute. Um, but Debo Samuel has actually continued to be productive. Um, I did have him as a sell high, and uh, he's actually continued to be very, very great um, for fantasy. I mean, I still don't mind selling him because I think this is probably as close to as high as his value gets. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's been good. He is defying the odds right now. And then Deontay Johnson, nine receptions for 92 yards and a score. This was, I mean, with uh, who, who was sitting out. It was I guess Juju Smith-Schuster was sitting out on Sunday due to an injury and um, it was Deontay Johnson who carried the workload. And yeah, I guess um, actually who was it that sat out? Was it, Oh no, it was not Juju. It was um, why, why can't I remember? Did Claypool sit in week four? I know one of them sat. I'm literally just blank. Yeah. Chase Claypool, excuse me. Jeez. Well, well I don't know what that was. Um, Chase Claypool sat week four. And so Deontay was due for a lot of targets. He was a good start this week against the Packers. Um, okay. I guess, uh, let's move on. Darnell Mooney, 125 yards on five catches of on seven targets. If Justin Fields can get consistent, I like Darnell Mooney, but keep in mind that Justin Fields didn't attempt very many passes this week, even against a bad Lions defense. Um, Justin Fields isn't going to be able to do this every week against soft defenses. And he has still looked a little bit raw. And when Andy Dalton comes in, the upside is still capped. Darnell Mooney isn't yet a consistent week-to-week starter. But besides all that, he's a talented player. There's still reason to be optimistic about him. Oh, man. This makes me happy. This makes me very, very happy. Teddy Galladay goes for 116 yards on six catches this week. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. That's the Galladay we were hoping to see. Still hasn't picked up a... um, a touchdown this week or it's so far this year and Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton were sitting out but let me enjoy my moment even though Daniel Jones threw for 402 yards I'm enjoying my moment I'm enjoying that Kenny Galladay finally did something um I mean I've had like I'm happy with my picks in general or pretty happy with my picks so far in general but it did hurt that my biggest one Kenny Galladay it's a wide receiver 11 was 
not panning out. And uh, I mean, I hope you bought low in week two. I think that would have been a smart decision, which I recommended after the, uh, or in, in week three, which I recommended on that show. But I mean, he hasn't been all that great. I, I don't think Kenny Galladay is going to be as good as I did, as I thought when he was going to start the season, obviously. But I mean, he's gotten some targets. He's just, it seems to be conditioning issues at this point. He's just got to get that long ball to Daniel Jones. And he got a couple of those on Sunday. But if he can get enough snaps, he will get enough opportunities to break one big on deep balls and be consistent enough for you. So let's go. Uh, yeah, also, I was looking for that drop and I actually clicked on the wrong tab. So I was like trying to lead up to it because I wanted to click that to play it. But then that transition wasn't all that smooth, unfortunately. But whatever. Kenny Gallaud didn't get the honor he deserved, but it's fine. Cordero Patterson finishes as the fantasy RB1 on the week. He has been ridiculous. He's probably like, what, top six, top eight running back now on the season. Five receptions for 82 yards, three touchdowns, 34 rushing yards as well. Patterson is great. He's still available in 26% of ESPN leagues, so he's probably not available in yours, but go check because that's still a decent percentage. And if he's there, he is easily the top waiver wire ad. He, um, I mean, he has been outperforming Mike Davis. He absolutely mossed Kendall Fuller on a, one of his touchdown catches. I mean, looking like a wide receiver, which he kind of is. It's crazy. Um, Saquon, Derrick Henry, names you might expect at number two and number three. Saquon, it's nice to see. Got five catches, two touchdowns. I think he's had 11 catches in the past two weeks. That's what we need to see because that passing game gives him his floor. So when he has games like 52 rushing yards where he doesn't break one long, big run, um, he can still be productive for fantasy because he gets that floor from pass catching. That's good. At quarterback, Sam Darnold, Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones all, all do well. Daniel Jones has really looked legit over the past like week, three weeks. Daniel Jones has just been nice. I mean, I, I liked him heading into this year. He's, I liked, I mean, his, his deep ball statistics from last year were surprisingly good. And I think now that he gets to air the ball out a little more, I mean, he's looked solid. I hope he develops a connection with Kenny Galladay. 402 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, 27 yards on the ground. Jalen Hurts, 387 and two and 47 yards rushing against the Chiefs. Impressive performance. Sam Darnold threw two interceptions, but also two touchdowns, three to one yards and um, 35 yards and two more rushing touchdowns on the ground. So good fantasy performances for all of them. Uh, bad fantasy performance here. Brandon Ayuk held to one catch in the week four loss versus the Steel or the Seahawks. He had a decent week last week, so you may have started him. I hope you didn't because I mean he was really bad. He you gotta it, it's impossible to do anything right with him right now. He won't sell for anything. I wouldn't think in a trade. So he's just a hold at this point, and you gotta just wait, take a wait and see approach. Uh, you can't start him right now. Uh, tight end was an absolute crapshoot this week. Um. For reference, here are the top tight ends on the week. Number one, CJ Uzoma. Number two, Dawson Knox. Number three, Mo Alley Cox. Number four, Dalton Schultz. Number five, Max Williams. Number six, Mike Gesicki. Number seven, Noah Fant. Number eight, Dallas Goddard. Number nine, Hunter Henry. Number 10, Zach Ertz. And when we reach number 11, we finally find a consensus top five tight end and Mark Andrews. Then it went Johnu Smith, Juwan Johnson, Ross Dwelly, then Kyle Pitts, Blake Jarwin. Then we got TJ Hawkins and George Kittle. But man, oh man, that who would have thought that the top three tight ends on the week would have been CJ Uzoma, Dawson Knox, and Mo Ali Cox. None of these guys are going to, I mean, maybe I think Dawson Knox is worth a pickup at this point. Maybe Uzoma, um, but like Mo Ali Cox only had three catches. Because, I mean, Knox has been productive for a couple weeks now, but none of these guys are going to be consistent fantasy starters. It's just tight ends in general are so maddening 
completely inconsistent and it's hard to predict who's going to do well on each week. That's why I want to get the positional advantage. But I mean, even the positional advantage didn't really work out this week. Mark Andrews was the tight end 11, Kyle Pitts 15, TJ Hawkinson 17, George Kittle 18, Travis Kelsey was 22. Um, I don't, uh, I don't see Darren Waller on here. I mean, I guess he was probably very quiet. Um, yeah. And yeah, so we'll move on to waiver wire uh, in just a second. Yeah. Let's move on to waiver wire. All right. Top five waiver ads for this week. Number one, Damian Williams. I mean, you might want to put Latavius Murray here, but I think it's Damian Williams. who you got to add. I think it's looking like a good chance that David Montgomery misses time. And this is a guy who has been in the starting role before and can get a decent workload. He's dealing with an injury of his own, but I think that one's looking less serious and it should be okay. Pick him up. Uh, number two is Latavius Murray. I just think the that this backfield is a little bit too tough to predict. Um, but I mean, Latavius Murray got 18 carries last week. They sat Tyson Williams, who was inactive. He's looking not like a part of this backfield anymore. He Latavius Murray scored a touchdown. He's worth a pickup. It's not often you get starting running backs in the waiver wire. There's two sitting, or I guess three sitting here this week. I mean, last week was, it's so weird how waiver wire works sometimes. Last week was a terrible waiver wire week. This week is excellent. There's a lot of guys. And number three, Dalton Schultz really shows that. Dalton Schultz has been excellent as of late. I feel like he's like always on waiver shows. Like all last year, he was on there too. Um, But six receptions for 80 yards, two touchdowns and seven targets in week three. Six receptions for 58 yards, touchdown and eight targets in week four. He catches most of his targets. He gets them in the end zone and he gets a lot of them. Looks like a good recipe for success for a tight end. And he's not a set it and forget it starter right now, but he's obviously worth a pickup with those two week uh, stat lines. Number four, uh, Jeff Wilson. This is one that I haven't really brought up this season. I probably should. Um, Jeff Wilson's a good stash on your roster. Um, He's likely to be the starting running back when he comes back. I think he's the most talented running back on this team, the most trusted one, and he should come back around mid-season. So make sure you add him. He's available in uh, 93% of ESPN leagues. So he is widely there. And if you have an IR spot, just stash him on there. And then Elijah Moore is the last guy. Um, we, sometimes we experience rookie fatigue and like, especially in redraft early in the year when guys get dropped and Elijah Moore missed week four with a concussion. So, um, it's, it's, it's hard to want to hold on to him, but he's a high upside pick there. Um, so don't forget about him. Uh, other guys to mention, I guess, AJ green, it's going to be hard to predict who will be good out of the four good receivers in, uh, Arizona each week, but AJ green has had a couple of really, or three straight, really, really good weeks. So, I mean, actually, I would probably put A.J. Green ahead of Elijah Moore in these rankings, but, uh, yeah, he's worth an add. Don't forget about Josh Gordon either. He could play this week. Don't start him, but, I mean, he's on the Chiefs. Could be the wide receiver, too. I still think Josh Gordon's got some juice left. So, uh, yeah, and not the bad kind that he's struggled with throughout um, his career. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF. Podcast at SGF Pod at SG Sports Talk for the YouTube show, Second and Goal Sports Talk on YouTube. Go check it out. Emails are secondandgoalfantasy at gmail.com, secondandgoalsportstalk at gmail.com. Send questions for the show via email or Twitter. I mean, I know I don't do questions on the show that much. I haven't really posted a thread for that in a while, but you can always, always, always tag the account. And unless we're like absolutely swamped, I'll try to, uh, I'll, I can go answer your fantasy questions on the show. So yeah, send them in. Thanks for listening, everyone. And I'll see you next time.